Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The ISO with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Welcome to the ISO with Dan Dickow and Scorebook Live Sports. We're here with a very special guest to me, somebody who has been an advocate and supported Scorebook Live since we got to know each other four or five years ago. Uh, a legendary high school coach in the Los Angeles area, head coach at Fairfax High School, one of the most prominent high school basketball programs in the country for 36 years before moving on to Rolling Hills Prep for a new challenge where he just finished his fourth year. None other than my good friend, Harvey Katani. Harvey, you're down in LA these days. How are you and how is life? Well, thank you for that uh, kind intro there. Uh, it's definitely uh, different. You know, we've been staying at home since uh, I think the, the first week of March give or take a few days, um, just learning learning uh, uh, st- uh, to be at home, stay at home, and, and, and trying to stay safe, and being a good teammate with uh, my wife and uh, my two boys, and, uh, you know, it's just been, it's been an interesting, uh, what is, what, two months now? I don't it's been uh, it's been an interesting two months or so uh, for the country with uh, kind of being on lockdown with this coronavirus. Uh, you and a lot of uh, basketball programs uh, have had to adjust, and your program at Rolling Hills Prep. Um, where would you typically be in your calendar as far as uh, spring prep leading into summer? Because I know you're as involved as any other high school coach I've ever seen as far as putting their team in the right events and even promoting and holding your own events in the Southern California area? Well, we, this being uh, June already, we probably with spring league and uh, some events that we would have already participated in uh, uh, have missed out maybe uh 10 to 12 games and, and uh, each, each week in June, we, we would be playing in tournaments and uh, playing as many as 20 games this month. Um, we would have uh, been weightlifting and, and working in the weight room uh, since maybe the second week of March, uh, three days a week. And then uh, two, three days a week, we would combine that with some, uh, skill building skill developing in the gym um, we we ran our own spring league that would have been in the month of may um, but this is the time of year that uh, we would be working on trying to get our our attitude and our mindset uh, correct so that we could uh, 
uh, improve and, and fight through the, the, the journey of, of, of understanding what we have to do to, to do well in, in uh, November. You mentioned attitude and mindset, and I've had the opportunity to, to talk with you on the phone a lot over the last couple of years. Uh, we've gotten together for, for lunches and, and dinners, and I've also had a chance to watch you coach on a couple of occasions. And one of the things that I've been most impressed, and this is going on the attitude and mindset, is, is when you are coaching, you are as intense as I've seen, but a, a positive intense. And in a timeout or when there's a, a dead ball situation, a dead ball scenario, and a player comes over to talk to you, uh, you have their full attention. And they do a tremendous job of respecting you as a coach and looking you in your eye and looking for guidance. Um, how do you instill that in your program and in your players? Because unfortunately, a lot of times in this day and age of high school basketball, that isn't always the case. Well, I, I'm very passionate about what I do. And uh, so it's done every day. Uh, I have the kids come by in the morning just to say good morning. I want to see what they look like, see if they've had breakfast, see what kind of mindset they are so that they could uh, make that each day a good day, a great day. Um, and so we demand that, and I try to get them to understand that uh, it's a two-way street where they have to be just as passionate uh, of, of pursuing whatever our dreams are uh, together and to work hard together. And it's, it's uh, not just done in the games, it's done uh, in preparing uh, Monday through Thursday and you play Friday. And so it's just kind of a mindset that uh, I, I just try to get the kids to understand that this is the type of, uh, of discipline and focus you have to have if you think you can go play at, a, at the collegiate level. Because uh, if you can't do those things in high school, uh, you're going you're gonna to fall through the cracks. You're not, college is difficult because uh, it, it's like a pyramid. You know, the next level is going to have uh, so, many, so many more players. And uh, so you have to control what you can. And uh, so I think uh, as the kids buy into it, uh, it's passed along. And uh, if a kid is not doing that, they'll, they'll really stick out with us at practice, uh, at team meetings. Uh, because, uh, you know, uh, the, the passion to, to, to stay focused is so important. As mentioned, you just completed your fourth year at Rolling Hills Prep, and you've had quite a bit of success in those four years. But before that, you were at Fairfax for 36 years. And, and for anybody who um, follows high school basketball, whether it's Southern California, State of California, nationally, you know the name Fairfax High School. There's been a, a tremendous amount of success team-wise, a tremendous amount of individual success, and you were the constant for 36 years. Where, where did you get that platform and that attitude and that mindset that you had mentioned instilling it at Rolling Hills Prep that you also did at Fairfax? Where did that come from uh, at the beginning of your tenure at Fairfax, and was there a coaching mentor that got you uh, started off on that path of the passion of coaching? Well, I, I've had a lot of different mentors uh, along the way. Uh, you know, some mentors are, are uh, uh, so helpful with uh, the different aspects 
the phases of, of the game, you know, the X's and O's, the attitude, uh, uh, the, so, so many factors. But uh, when I got to Fairfax, uh, to build that type of, of thinking, uh, it took a lot of patience. And uh, I had to persevere uh, for a lot of years. And I think I, uh, when everything is said and done, that, that I, I wanted the kids there to, uh, if I had a, a boy playing for a coach, what would I want my son to be doing every day from the moment he got to school? Because the kids are there for, uh, they're, they're dropped off at 7 a.m. Uh, and they're there till 5.36. In my earlier days, we would have study hall until 7 p.m. and the parents would come pick them up. Um, what, what would I want my son to be doing? And, uh, but during the years, through the, through the ups and downs of, uh, of, of how your team does, um, just the, the, to persevere through that, I think uh, my person that I really uh, attribute is my father, uh, who was a gardener. But he was, uh, during the time where he, when he was in the eighth or ninth grade, he got sent to camp when the war broke out. And he never got to complete uh, high school. And when he came back, he, uh, after the camp, he went into the Army, the U.S. Army. And then he, uh, when he came back from there, it was, he had to find a job and uh, start a, you know, he started a family and so forth. But I think just the, uh, uh, his, his ability to just uh, fight through it every day and uh, just take your hits and uh, persevere um I, I really think that uh, everything said and done it, it was him uh just i think he gave me the toughness to uh uh to do that that's awesome to hear that your your dad was kind of uh your driving light into understanding and in building your coaching philosophy at least culturally wise how you wanted to support your players how you wanted to prepare them for possibly the next step in their basketball career, but also for life. You had a number of really good teams at Fairfax, um, teams that have played in national tournaments um, across the country, uh, teams that have finished ranked in the, in the top 25 of the national high school rankings. Is there any one particular team that stands out to you as, hey, this was, this was my best year? And they may not have had the best record, but it might have been what you felt was your best coaching job or your team, the players kind of rose to the challenge whenever, whenever uh, an obstacle came up. Um, yeah, I mean, there, there, were, uh, there were many teams that, that, that uh, I could probably talk about, uh, but if we were to combine the two uh, of, of just the overall great journey, the great kids, and then coming out with the ultimate of, of winning the, the championship uh, would probably have to be uh, the, the next to the last year that I was at Fairfax. And I think that could have been like the 2015 uh, season where uh, we had great leadership um, and great leadership is is often in high school uh, that the kid, the other kids on the team like you, you know, and uh, uh, 
they they follow you and uh, if your better players are liked in this particular team our our captain and catalyst was Lindsey Drew Jr. who played at Nevada um, and, and he just I think he's graduating uh, he's just graduated uh, but Lindsey was the uh, was a great great kid that all the other players enjoyed and um, and we really had no problem and, and everyone uh, uh, they, they were good kids on and off the court and so um, and, and, and that team uh, we beat some good teams uh, along the, the way and and so uh, I, I would probably have to say that team there uh, uh, fond memories I, I've had a chance to, to watch Lindsey Drew during his college career while, with my work as a college broadcaster. Uh, and I had a chance to go up to him and, and talk to him for a couple minutes uh, on, on occasion. And I mentioned, hey, Harvey Katani is, is a good friend of mine. He wants me to say hello. And the smile that he had when I mentioned your name shows everything about how you connected with those kids as a group and, and how he felt about you. I just wanted to pass that message along and, and, and know that you. what you talk about a group like that of kids, they felt the exact same about you. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. I want to just share one thing on Lindsay when, um, you know, Lindsay's father being an NBA coach with the, with the Cleveland Cavaliers during that time with LeBron and so forth. Um, and I, I had a few other kids whose fathers were NBA coaches and, uh, these kids not being able to see their fathers, uh, but maybe one or two games during the high school season, uh, you know, it, it, uh, it's really something to experience as an outsider about the importance of, of just, um, just about human life, you know, and, 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 and seeing, and, and, and knowing where the, where the kids are at when you're, when you're working with them and Lindsay, uh, his mother would often say, well, you know, the, he talks to, to his dad all the time every day, but you're the physical person that he sees every day. And uh, so we lose our last, we won the city title and we lose to modern day in the SoCal state finals in Long Beach. And I take the bus and we get back to Fairfax and many of the kids just go with their parents and drive home. Um, well, on the way home, Lindsay and his mother drive up to school and uh, the mom is crying, uh, Lindsay's crying, and uh, she says, Coach, I had no idea uh, how you and Lindsay were and what, what, what you meant to him. And uh, I, I, I mean, I was crying. And so anyway, uh, with Lindsay, uh, uh, a great kid, he didn't even want to play basketball. He just played because his older two brothers played. And, uh, you know, he was on the JV team for two years and long and gangly. And then all of a sudden he just started, you know, he became the tallest. And uh, so it, it uh, good stories about Lindsay. <laughs> That's absolutely an awesome story. And it shares the impact and the power that a coach such as yourself can have. But I want to stay on the topic of coaches because – you mentioned something that you've, you've coached a number of players at Fairfax that their dads were NBA coaches. If and when they're in the stands for those games, do you ever second guess yourself or maybe after the game, do you guys have a conversation about philosophy? What would you have done in different situations or circumstances? 
they would only, you know, if I, if I approach them and ask them, hey, what would you think? Then they'll share. Uh, Reggie Theus Sr., Larry Drew Sr., Larry Drew. Uh, we had um, Brendan Taylor's dad, uh, and his first name eludes me, but he was the, the backcourt mate with Dr. J back in the day, Brian Taylor. And so uh, I'll tell you, these, these three, especially uh, Larry and, and Reggie, uh, they were great, great uh, parents. You know, stay out of stay out of the business. Uh, not your, not like some fathers that you know are, are yelling from the stands, and uh, you know their kid can do no wrong, um, and they're secure with themselves. So you know they're not trying to live through through their their kid or anything, and they they get it. They get it. Uh, Lindsay's older brother Landon, the middle brother. Uh, I remember we're playing Birmingham in the in the playoffs one year, and it was it's, it was during our playoffs are in February when they have the All Star break. So All Star break, all the dads can come and, and and watch their their kids play. So Larry is at the game, first time seeing him playing at Fairfax, and it's it's a playoff game, and and Landon picks up. It's one of them games where he, he he's two fouls in the first three minutes of the game. Goes back in the second quarter, picks up his third foul, starts the third quarter, picks up his fourth. He fouls out before the minute into the fourth quarter. And so we, we won the game. And uh, so the next day I was interested to, to see what his father had to say to him. So I said, Landon, because so, Landon would come by the office, and I said, so what did Pop say about the game? And he says, you know, he, he just said, uh, Oh, you were too nervous, you know? And I thought, darn it, what an answer. What a great answer to give to your son. Uh, it's it's the first game that you've seen him play all year. And then, uh, you know, as opposed to some fathers going, oh, you were reaching or you did this. You, you know, and they're being so critical, you know. But Larry said, you were too nervous. <laughs> and, and what can you say? It, it, was, it, was, it was a great, great answer that Landon had shared with me. That is a great story, and I think that's a great example for a lot of sports parents just to, to sit back, enjoy, and watch it and yep. let the coach coach. Too many yep. times parents uh, want to get involved and kind of give their, their thoughts when the coach is the one who's around the program every single day. They've seen the struggles and the weaknesses and the strengths of each kid and the program as a whole, and so they're the ones who should be in charge of making all the, the decisions. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing, Dan, the, the, the job that those parents did with their boys, uh, unbelievable, because obviously coming from uh, NBA coaches, but like Reggie and all three fathers, they, they played they played in the NBA, too. And so uh, it's it's but but the kids, they come in and they act as if they're the 12th men on the team. You know, they're, they're not looking for extra privileges. They're not acting like, you know, they're better because their dads are connected with the NBA. Uh, and, and that's why Lindsey was, was liked by all, you know, that he, he was just one of the guys. Yeah. Great stories, great advice uh, for any parents that may be listening to this. Now, you've been in L.A. in the basketball scene for quite some time. Um, I want you to tell me the best player that's ever come through Fairfax High School as well as the best player that you have seen come through the L.A. high school basketball scene? Well, there's, there's so many good players. Um, 
I say at Fairfax, uh, a guy uh, who was was uh, just a prolific player, and uh, it's all about timing too. You know, if he if he were uh, playing when uh, you could go straight to the league, uh, things could be different. Uh, but six eight, six nine, gifted was one of the. It's probably one of the best shooters that we've ever had there, uh, Sean Higgins. And I mean, you know, we had, there there were other players that were uh, very good. But Sean, as far as raw talent, uh, oh man, he he uh, and he was passionate about the game. And and uh, um, we've had others uh, that have overachieved. Uh, and overachieved meaning they they got the most out of it. They're good players, good players that were like McDonald's All-Americans, and they, they went on to play in the NBA and so forth. Uh, uh, and and uh, but I, I'd have to say Sean. You know, he he was very gifted. Um, he went to Michigan, and uh, after they won the, the NCAA title, he uh, he declared hardship. And if he had stayed one more year, I think he probably would have been the leading scorer in the Big Ten, which could have boosted, you know, some uh, uh, levels. And when he got drafted, I think he got drafted uh, late in the first round by the uh, San Antonio Spurs. Um, uh, as far as the best player, I mean, again, there's there's just so many guys. Uh, I'm not even from L.A. I just uh, – yeah. I mean, the yeah. names I, I know, Paul Pierce, obviously, yeah. to mind uh, – you know, he might be the Baron Davis, you know, the guys are kind of my era. Uh, but again, you've seen guys that, that have made it. And unfortunately, you've seen guys that were really good uh, and weren't quite able to make it at the next level for, for whatever reason it may be. Um, so maybe I won't put you on the spot with one, but just give me a couple names that, that really. Well, well, when you said Paul Pierce, you know, I, I saw Paul, you know, Paul's, I think his sophomore year, he was on the JV team. And then, uh, but we, uh, we were in a tournament over at Long Beach State, and uh, I saw this guy go to work, and I thought, my God, what he, and he continued to do that at, in college, and he did it with the pros. That perform, he, they were playing Dominguez for the championship, and uh, I can't remember who, who Dominguez had, but it was one of those back and forth games that, that it was like 85 to 85. And I think Paul made the last 25 points uh, all on 15 foot hand in your face, jump shots. Um, you know, um, God, um, You know, you saw Jordan Farmar, you know, over at Taft. I mean, he was a, he was a prolific high school player and, and obviously saw what he goes to UCLA and then he, he goes with the, the, the Lakers for, for, uh, uh, for a length of time. Um, you know, and there's players that, that we played that really blossomed later in their careers, you know, like Kawhi Leonard or Russell Westbrook. You know, when you played them, you knew they were good players. But they, uh, their their college and pro careers have, you know, put their high school career away. And so um, that's one thing about LA, you know, uh, or Southern California in general now, because with the uh, 
with the cost of living and so forth, a lot of the families, uh, young families, have to move out to the other areas. And, and so consequently, the range of, of players have, have left L.A. where uh, before all, all the kids were in L.A. You know, they, they had uh, back in the day when Crenshaw, John Williams is another player that just dominated uh, high school basketball. And uh, often John, uh, Crenshaw's third string would be better than, you know, 90% of all the other city schools. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So many of the names that, that you mentioned, uh, it's just, I can only imagine for somebody who's been there uh, for as long as you haven't been around the game, that it is hard to, to pinpoint one or two guys, but you mentioned uh, quite a few really good players. Uh, I know you've had tremendous success at the high school level. Um, AAU has really become what everybody views as the recruiting scene, um, but that's not necessarily the case if you have a very established high school program or you're very respected by college coaches such as you are, what do you feel is the proper value of a high school coach and an AAU program during the recruiting and evaluation periods? Because um, th there's a lot of discussion right now about which one is more important. I personally feel they're both important and the kids and the families um, that get guidance from both are going to have the chance to make the best decision for themselves. Yeah, you know, obviously AAU has, uh, from uh, back in the 80s when it, when it started to really pick up, uh, I always had initially felt that, you know, um, you shouldn't have to pay money to go play basketball. You should be able to go into the gym and work out and, and, and not have to play uh, any kind of games. But things have changed. Uh, I think as, as AU has evolved, it's, it's important that uh, the players um, uh, are able to play because um, uh, the top players are able to go play against other top players. And they, you know, um, the parents, uh, this generation, they, they have grown up with AAU ball and they have gone through the, the levels with, with all the other top players. And uh, uh, so I, I understand that aspect of it. Uh, I don't know if AAU is for everyone. Um, I know often there are players that um, could go out there and um, uh, they're trying to figure out how to impress, how to, how to, uh, impress the people watching. Um, that question always comes back uh, to me. And uh, uh, do you play the game correctly? And then uh, maybe sometimes you're with guys that like to take care, hog the ball a little bit. So you're going to play the game correctly and then uh, consequently just stand around and then uh, hustle back on defense because you've been taught to go back on defense and, and, uh, uh, is that going to impress people? I mean, that those are concerns. And then, so you got the best of kids and parents wondering and not coming back to school on Monday, not happy about what took place over the weekend. And um, so there's a fine line to all that, but it is something that is a part of our, uh, our, our, our basketball community now that uh, it is important. Uh, uh, you know, so I think uh, you have to choose uh, when to play, who to play for in, in the right time. I, I think uh, the way the AAU scene goes is that um, for 
most players, uh, it's it's unless you want to. I don't think it's a big thing until you're maybe a junior or senior, because then, you know, if you AAU is for the college coaches, it's it's what do you, what do you see last? You know, you could see a guy as a ninth grader, and then uh, it doesn't mean anything. It's it's what you're doing when you're a senior. How much have you developed? And uh, uh, but there's so many AAU teams now. You know, Dan, you, you know, I could start a team tomorrow if, if my two kids, you know, and, and they could play AU and then and, and, uh, I can pick up 10 other kids and they can all say that they're playing AU ball, you know. And so what is AU ball? Uh, now, there's a lot of good programs out there, you know, but uh, it, it's something that uh, uh, I think you have to uh, make a decision based on, on each circumstance. You know, um, you go play AU, you, you, uh, let's say we have a game Friday, Saturday, Sunday. We leave school early on Friday. Um, and then we, so we miss class. Um, and, and this is if it's even a local event, you know, if you're playing early. If you're going out of town, you, even you might have to leave Thursday. Um, then you go and uh, so you're going to, you know, uh, go play two games on Saturday, maybe two games on Sunday. Um, then you're going to try to do your homework there. And then you're going to come back either late Sunday night or Monday morning. And then, I mean, you just want to wait for three days. You're going to be tired as heck until Thursday. And then, uh, you know, then you're expected to continue on like uh, your Superman and um, so that's player A. Player B doesn't go, and uh, he stays home. And, and Friday, Saturday, Sunday, he gets up uh, a thousand shots each day, and, and he's doing some other kind of workouts uh, to get stronger. And then he uh, he's on top of his schoolwork and uh, on his grades. And so if that goes on for uh, five, six weekends, at the end. If the players are both the same, you know who's going to really kind of improve a little bit, you know, and and so uh, that's why it, it's different for everyone, you know. You have to pick and choose, uh, yeah. and and you know I get the day you scene where Dan, you're going to have to play in my event, and I have to go play in your event, and both of us are going to have to go play in and. Uh, Joe's event and then we got you know so that part there you know it's just like high school you know yeah. high school basketball um, you know high school A is going to play in my event so I have to go play in high school A's event you know and and uh, help each other out so that maybe if our teams are good it's going to draw a crowd that type of thing so that kind of stuff happens in high school as well but uh, it, it just, uh, I think if there's anything, it just uh, makes it very difficult because uh, the, the AAU coaches could be saying the same thing. Well, you know, high school, they're doing this, this, and this, and they're getting all tired up when it's AAU season, but we are the school, you know, so anyway. Yeah, you make a lot of really good points. Uh, I think the biggest one that I agree uh, with you on is the fact that if, if you skipped a tournament and you had a great weekend of work and you get uh, a thousand shots up over that weekend and, and you stay ahead of your schoolwork. Uh, if you do that multiple times uh, over the course of a short amount of time, you're going to be the one who improves. So I would agree with that for sure. 
last question that I have for you before I let you go, and we really appreciate your time, Harvey, is um, you've had the opportunity to be involved with USA Basketball for a, a number of years with a number of events. Um, how much pride do you have in being asked to represent our country and help mold the, the best talent in the country and coach the best talent uh, both in kind of developmental workouts here in the States, but also abroad to the different tournaments you've been to? Well, I'm very grateful and thankful that, um, you know, I get the opportunity to, to do that. And, and uh, uh, I look forward to working with uh, uh, the top players and, uh, and also to be able to work with the other coaches and, 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 uh, net, uh, network and, 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 and learn uh, things that they're doing and sharing and uh, uh, to work on communicating with athletes of, of that level and uh, uh, trying to get them to understand uh, about the same things that, uh, you know, I try to do at, at my high schools, you know, where uh, it's all about communication and, and uh, working together with the passion as human beings, you know, not, not looking uh, at each other as this person or that player or, or this kind of coach and so forth. And, and just uh, talking from the heart, you know, and, and uh, uh, it's fun. And, and USA basketball with Don Showalter uh, leading the charge has, uh, has, they've improved, they've done so well. And I, I can understand why, because Don's on top of things and he's doing it the way that he thinks is correct and uh, uh, very sound, very sound. Well, Harvey, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your thoughts on a number of uh, different topics, both uh, in regards to L.A. basketball history as well as your own coaching path and, and, and philosophy. Um, always great to catch up. I look forward to seeing you again sometime in the near future, hopefully down in the L.A. area. And for the ISO with Scorebook Live Sports, I'm Dan Dickow. Today's guest was Harvey Katani. Thank you. with Dan Dickow and SB Live Sports, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.